0: Brought to you the week of January 9th, 2011. This is Podcast Order, Episode 9. Hey, how you doing out there, folks? This is Podcast Starter. I'm James Kennison, and you're listening to the show that's helping you start, shape up, and share your very own hobby podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about podcast resources I use every week. So sit back and relax. Buckle your virtual seatbelt, because we're going to blow through nearly 50 things that I use on a weekly basis. First, let me tell you that this show is brought to you in part by DrawYouAPicture.com, where you can get show art or a logo, or just about anything drawn pretty darn cheap. Check it out today and see what I've done for others and see what I can do for you at DrawYouAPicture.com. Also brought to you by GoDaddy.com, where you need to use the code PODNAME121 to save money on your next domain name. And Libsyn.com, check it out. PodcastStarter.com slash for all your media hosting needs. That's what I use and half the internet uses. Check it out today. All right. I want to mention real quick uh, before we jump into our main topic that I am doing podcast reviews by request. I'll review your website, your podcast, your show art, or your promo, or all of the above if I can fit it into my time schedule. So if you'd like me to do a critical, but it'll be constructive. There we go. Critical, but constructive review. If you want that, email me and uh, we'll do that. Check it out. Uh, you need to email me at a lot of show notes tonight. You need to email me today at james at nlcast.com or podcast at nlcast.com. That'd be great. I want to tell you about bluehost.com as well. It's a great place for you to host your website and it's cheap. It's cheap and it's awesome. Unlimited uploads, unlimited bandwidth, uh, unlimited space. Unlimited domain names, unlimited emails, everything about it. I use it, and I suggest you use it. I moved from GoDaddy to Bluehost. But go do this. Check it out at podcaststarter.com slash Bluehost and help us out. Tell them that uh, NLCast sent you. That'd be awesome. Uh, Let's jump into our main topic. Podcast resources I use every single week. I'm just going to blow through my list. As far as podcast production, I Record, or I used to record with Adobe Audition. I've used Adobe Audition since it was called Cool Edit Pro back in the day. I still use Audition 3. I use this program. Um, I used to use it for recording. I now record to a Zoom uh, recorder that I got of all places at Best Buy for about 150 bucks, and I love it. I will never record on a computer again unless I'm doing multi-track editing. I don't do that. I record everything down and mix it down in real time. But when I pull that file into my computer, I'm going to be trimming it and editing it with Adobe Audition. So check it out. It is not cheap. It is not free. Um, But that's what I use. I want to tell you about iTunes. Not only is it needed to publish your podcast to the largest uh, podcast directory in the planet, um, I've also found that it's the perfect ID3 tag writer. Now, I don't use it for that anymore, but I used to, and um, you can open your MP3 file in iTunes and hit right-click and hit uh, info or update info, and you can write all your ID3 tags right into iTunes. It's a 100% sure way to make sure you get everything looking really good in there before you upload your file to the web. Um, So check that out. Skype. It is universally accepted that Skype is probably the best way to podcast with a co-host, when you can't be in the same room. I've used it with guest hosts from across across the country and literally across the world. The trick with using Skype successfully is understanding that your sound quality is directly connected with the amount of bandwidth available for Skype to use. So when you're recording, you need to stop all downloads, video streams, IM clients. Otherwise, your co-host will sound like a robot. And uh, every now and then, Skype will go wonky on you. But you need to check out Skype if you want a podcast with a co-host. Um, you know, I, I use it for every show, just about broke. Um, any show that I don't do by myself or with my wife is used. I use Skype. Uh, is another one that I do with, uh, two co-hosts that I pull in through Skype. Skype can be a little tricky to record with, but if you have a second, um, sound card in your computer or a spare laptop, it is very possible to record a Skype conversation for information on that. Just Google it. Um, I use the soundbite computerized cart system and you say, what is that? That's the way to push a button and get a noise. Let me give you an example. I push this button and I get my sounds. Um, soundbite put simply is a way to play sound effects, segment intros, bumpers, and voicemails with a click of a button. It fills your screen or it can be smaller. With columns of buttons, and you can assign any sound file to any of the buttons. You can change the color, the name, how if it loops or not. um, You know, just about anything else you need. And it is it is not a free piece of software. It is for PC right now, but I like it because it has a complimentary web app. I'm sorry, uh, iPad app and an iPhone app where you can control it uh, right there from your iPad. Uh, check it out. It, it, there are free options, but this is what I use. I also use Pod Producer. A lot of people do. It's free. It has a lot of buttons. It has places for you to play voicemails in real time. Pod Producer is uh, in beta, and I don't know that it's being developed anymore. It's actually a. Uh, uh, it's not a cart system. It's, it's supposed to be used to record shows. I never use it for that, um, but I do use it to play sound effects and voicemails here and there. Um I haven't completely given up on uh t- 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 uh Soundbite because I like the remote option of being able to click a touchscreen on my iPad and not and you don't have to hear you know a click. Sometimes that click gets picked up by the microphone. Uh let me tell you about Feedburner. Um it's, it it is a I think I've mentioned it on other shows, but Google owns Feedburner. Um it used to be called uh, FeedBurner, and now Google owns it. And uh, what it does is it takes your existing feed and just ramps it up. It allows you to do easy email subscriptions. Um, it is It allows you to change your website without messing up people's feeds. And if you've ever had feed problems, you know it's important to have a consistent feed address. Your feed is your podcast life. I run all of my podcasts through FeedBurner. Um, you get stats Uh, You can change your URLs with no problem. Um, You can do email subscriptions and a a bunch of other things. Check it out, FeedBurner.com. I also use Levelator. Levelator is a free piece of software, and FeedBurner is free, by the way, too. Levelator, though, uh, it's a Levelator 2, and that's L-E-V-E-L-A-T-O-R. It's a super simple, super awesome way to get the most out of your vocals, okay? Uh, What it's going to do is it's going to launch a little box. And you drag and drop your recorded raw wave file over. And let's say you did an interview over Skype, or even with someone in the room, uh, or or you interviewed your daughter, okay? And you've got your voice, which is nice and loud and normal. And then you got little Missy, and she's nice and quiet, and she didn't sit close enough to the mic. Well, what fee- what uh, Levelator will do is it'll scrub through your audio without even you messing with it, and it will automatically adjust the volume of all of those vocals to sound exactly the same volume. It is great. I've lately been dragging and dropping all of my files over into Levelator before I pull them into Audition because it automatically levels everything. It's super simple, super awesome. Levelator. I'll have a link in the show notes to all of these resources, okay, at, uh, at uh, uh, podcaststarter.com. Let's talk about some of the graphics tools that I use because um, you know, you've got your not only your headers that you make for your website, but it's also good to have a graphic for every one of your shows. I do that. Um, I try to make it match the theme. I try to go to Google Images and find something that I like. I use Picnic, dot com. It's a great online service that you can use to quickly resize, crop, recolor, and otherwise modify photos uh, for, for your posts. And even though I own uh, Corel uh, Photoshop or Photo Paint, I, I own Adobe Photoshop, I can't beat the speed of this online utility. I even have a plugin for Firefox. I can right click on an image and say, open this in Picnic. And uh, quickly as anything, I can resize it, I can scale it, I can recolor it, I can add effects or text, and then export that Joker and get it up on my website as fast as possible. Uh, Google images. I mentioned it. If you don't know about Google images, you are a loser. I'm just kidding. Uh, though you have to be careful if you care about what you see, there's no easier way to find a quick image to complement your posts. You can save it to your computer, upload it to picnic and you're set. You also want to be careful that you're not using other people's copyrighted images, uh, and making a profit off of that. But there's a lot of uh, websites uh, that offer that they put their images out there. There's a lot of uh, recycled images. Grab them. Use them. It's awesome. Photoshop is what I use. I create all the t- the logos, icons, um, the podcast episode art using Adobe Photoshop. Um, I can't stress enough how great this program is. It is the epitome of graphic software, and uh, you would be uh, amiss if you bought anything other than Photoshop There are others out there. There are cheaper options, but Photoshop is the end-all be-all for graphics, if if you ask me. All right, let's talk about hosting. Uh, I use WordPress for all of my podcast websites. It's simple, powerful, versatile, and it is free. And with the huge amount of free themes and plugins, it is also invaluable. I love it. You can host it yourself or go to WordPress.com and get a hosted WordPress blog for free. Um, some people use Tumblr and all these different places. I use WordPress because of primarily, um, it is the best. And secondly, it has plugins for podcasting and, um, it's super simple. A lot of other people have used other things and they've called me and told me, I wish I hadn't used Drupal. I wished I hadn't used, um, you know, any of the other things I wish I'd used WordPress because that's what people use. And the reason people use it is, is the best WordPress is free. Check it out. Uh, thesis is the theme that I've used I man people that f- have followed me have told will tell you I have switched the themes on my websites countless times I've purchased themes great themes I've bought them from uh, woo themes primarily uh, but then I jumped on thesis and it's not cheap and I bought it and I'm so glad because I I bought the developer license so I can use it on as many of my own sites as I want and I'm telling you I have used it on every single one of them it is if you want to talk about end-all be-all thesis is the best you do have to edit the smack out of it if you want it to be original but if you've got a little bit of coding skills um, you can get into the custom PHP stuff and the customs uh, CSS and you can edit the mess out of it there's tons of tutorials online and uh it is great. Thesis theme for WordPress. If you do want to look at WordPress, I'm sorry, thesis, do me a favor, go to podcaststarter.com slash thesis and uh purchase it through that link. That would help us out. GoDaddy Domains. Um, you know, I'm I may not be a fan of GoDaddy's hosting, which I'm not, but I am a fan of their domain hosting. Um I don't register a domain every week, but when I do, I use GoDaddy, and I have, at last count, 19 different URLs that are mine that I maintain through GoDaddy. You can't beat the price, um, and maybe you can, but there's a lot of strings attached. GoDaddy does try to sell you a lot of other things, but with the codes that you can use, I'm telling you, I, you're not going to pay $10 or $30 or $60 or whatever. You're going to pay uh, you know, more like $7, uh, $8.00. And it's $9 at the most for a year. And uh, you can redirect that URL anywhere you want. And you have control over it. You can do just about anything you want. So, uh, again, use the code PODNAME121 when you buy your domain. And that would help us out. I use Bluehost web hosting. Uh, Again, unlimited everything. Great uptime. More control. Unlimited domains. Podcaststarter.com slash Bluehost. That's where I host not my media. But my website, it's awesome. Libsyn Media Hosting. I love Libsyn. Everybody loves Libsyn. It was down a little bit last week, but that's like the first time in my life that I've ever not been able to download something off Libsyn. Liberated Syndication is the best place on the web to host your podcast media files. There's a lot of hosts out there the combined web and media hosting, but if you split them as I have, you will save a fortune. The combined uh, stuff just doesn't work well, and plus you can use WordPress, and that'd be great. Libsyn offers plans starting at just $5. They have unlimited bandwidth, so your shows will always be available. They also keep your media archived, so every episode will always be downloadable for the life of Of your show. The only limit is on the amount of media that you upload every month. I currently am using their $40 plan and I have, uh, I don't know, eight or nine shows. I can't remember right now. I use Google AdSense. Google AdSense is, uh, I have a love hate relationship with it. Um, I hate some of the junk that gets advertised on my site. At least I did early on, but I love that they send me a check every time I earn a hundred (laughs) bucks. and I don't have to do anything for it. The trick with Ad, AdSense is a lot of people get really bummed out with it. They're going to feed you some really crappy stuff at first, dating websites, um, you know, just stupid stuff. But if you stick with it, and you hang with it, and you filter out the crap, um, eventually, you're going to get hooked up. My first year, I earned $9. $9, because I was always giving up And, um, and, and, and I wasn't getting real ads and I'd quit, I'd pull it off, I'd put it back up. But once I got past the first nine months, I started getting real ads on my website. Okay. And I'm not a high, I wasn't a high traffic website. I was a website just like anybody else out there, a little blogger guy, a little nobody. And um, I re- after nine months of being constantly on the web, updating my website, updating my blog, updating my podcast, I started getting TV show ads, movie releases, video game stuff, all the big stuff that people actually want to click on. Those are more likely to get clicked. So if you're, if you're in, stay in for the long haul. And I don't make a check a month. I make I, – I think I've estimated I pull in $100 every seven months at this point. That's nothing but man, that's a hundred bucks. that I didn't do anything for. So check it out. Google analytics. Remember back in the day when all you had was uh, your GeoCities website and a little web counter (laughs) at the bottom. You don't have to do that anymore. Nowadays, With Google Analytics, you drop a little bit of code at the footer of your WordPress template. It tracks an amazing amount of information on how your site is being used by your visitors. I love knowing which posts are most popular, what part of the world my site's being accessed from, what keywords people are using to find me, who's linking to my show, and guess what? It is free. I love pouring through all the data, finding out what stuff is really hitting, what stuff isn't. It's going to help you title your podcasts. It's going to help you to learn how to use keywords. Um, it's really, really great. It tell you how many visitors you're getting, how many of those visitors are coming back more and more, how much time they're spending on your website, what what page they left at, did they just check it out and leave, or did they check it out and stay? Did they come directly from your URL? Did they come from Google? Did they come? You know, how are they getting to you? It is awesome. It's got so much information. I don't even use it all. Um, As far as forums, I don't do a forum right now, but I used to back when I was doing Nobody's Listening, and I use Simple Machines forums. There's lots of themes, lots of plugins, lots of control, and there's a ton of forum programs out there, but this is the one that I used, Simple Machines forums. Uh, I also mentioned earlier the PowerPress plugin from Blueberry. Back in the day, I used to use um, PodPress, but And I know they're developing it again now, but they quit developing it. They stopped it. It was broken. It wasn't working. And and PowerPress from Blueberry came to our rescue. It is a required plugin, in my opinion, for every podcaster using WordPress. It makes feed generation and publishing a breeze. I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. I've even contributed things to it by offering suggestions, and they've coded those right into the program. So if you're a person using WordPress, and you use uh, excerpts for your main page and and, and you uh, click the option to be able to show your web player in an excerpt, that's thanks to me. Let me tell you about some online apps real quick that I use. Gmail. Man, if you're not using Gmail, God help you. I love me some Gmail. I've been using it since 2005. Um, If you've ever used it, you truly owe it to yourself. If you've never tried it, to give it a month or so. I don't care if you're using Yahoo. I don't care if you're using Hotmail, whatever, whatever. Threaded conversations alone is something that I will never be able to do without again. And basically, when you and somebody are talking about a topic, it groups those things together so you can go back. It clears out all the crud, all the, the stuff at the bottom, and it just gives you almost like a chat window, all the things if you talked about. You don't delete your emails if you don't want to. You archive them. And man, I can't tell you how many times I've sent an image to somebody three or four years ago. I've been able to go in and find that thing, find that PowerPoint, find that that uh, file because I emailed it to someone and it saved me a ton. I also use um, multiple Gmail accounts. I've got a podcast starter. I've got James at NLCast. I've got all these different ones and I have them all pouring into one email, which is james at nlcast.com. But um, due to the filters that I have set up, Gmail knows where that email was coming from. So say podcast starter, it tags it with a certain color and puts it in a certain folder. And I can always reply using podcast starter at gmail.com, even though I'm emailing from james at nlcast.com. Loved me some Gmail. It's got great spam filtering, even though it's been a little funky lately. I use Google Docs. Um, Can you tell I'm a Google fanboy yet? I'm talking about analytics. I've used uh, FeedBurner. Uh, Gmail now Google Docs. I'm going to talk about Google some more in just a minute, but uh, I use all my I use Google Docs for all my show notes, especially the ones that I use um, that I share with my co-hosts because we can both log in. They can update the show notes with something they found that something they want to mention. I can update it. We can it now. They have live updating. You can literally chat by typing in the document. It's crazy. So um, I love Google Docs. You can access it from anywhere, anytime that you've got internet. Um, And when I have a guest, I simply email them a copy right off the site. I don't necessarily give them access, but I can email it to them and they get a copy they can open in Word or in their email. It's great. Google Calendar. I have several calendars, one for work, one for family, and one for my podcast. And you can categorize your events and color them. All the green ones are home stuff. All the blue ones are work. All of the orange ones are my uh, podcasts. I keep track of guest hosts, show dates, show sponsors, and all kinds of stuff with Google Calendar. You can also share the calendar with your listeners if you want by linking it from your website or even embed it right into your page. It's awesome. Google Voice is another thing I use. I use it for my show's voice mail, so when you call 2095-NLCAST, you're actually logging right into – or you're calling – uh, my voicemail line that goes into Google Voice. It used to be called Grand Central, and that's when I got a hold of it. But now Google bought them out. And uh, you can uh, record an outgoing message, set it to do not disturb, and instead of calling your phone, it will leave a message. And I use it for all my shows. If uh, you want a free option, there is uh, there are those out there. But I use Google Voice. I want to talk to you about blueberry.com, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Not only do they put out that great PowerPress plugin, they're a great online community for podcasters. They provide a lot of free tools and they work to find and offer advertising sponsorships for their members. So if you want a way to get sponsored, you know, when I've on my other shows, if you've heard me talk about go to meeting or go to my PC, any of these things, um I I get those through Blueberry. Okay, all you have to do is go and register, get your site set up, um, you know, get your profile activated, and 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 all that, and then you go through and you use their stat service, which is very easy to do. They'll explain everything, especially if you use WordPress. It's super simple. You're gonna want to fill out their survey. Uh, it's not a survey. It's really a profile, again, of your website. They're going to want to know how many downloads you're getting, how many visitors you've got. And then they will put you on an email list. And if your website or podcast is a good fit for their advertiser, they will they will talk to you. If you have a tech podcast, you are shooting yourself in the foot not to list yourself at Blueberry.com and TechPodcast.com. It's both by the same guy. So uh, Google Reader. I love Google Reader. I use it a lot. I read a lot of blogs, but that's not why I use Google Reader. Uh, Google Reader allows you to scour the web for any mention of your name, your podcast title, articles you've written, or people who have linked to you and what they said and what they did with your information. I have searches that I've done through Google. You can search for James Kennison or you can search for NL Cast or search for Axe Cop or anything else that you want information on and you can get an RSS feed for that search. And then you post or plug that into Google Reader and then you don't have to search for those things. Those searches come in automatically. I love it. So if if you've ever written about me and uh, and you're this little tiny little blog and you see me comment saying thank you for the mention and you're like how did he know? That's how I knew. If you've ever uh, Twittered about something and and the company responds right away, or emailed about something or posted about something, that's because they're doing the same stinking thing. It is a great way to find out who is linking to you, who's talking about you, and what they're saying. And uh, Google Reader is a great way to aggregate all of that information. For information on how to do that, Google it because I can't remember. I set it up once and I've forgotten since. Um, Ustream TV and Ustream Producer. I do live shows whenever I can, especially for the very interactive ones like Brokya and Chopcast. Um, And I use Ustream.tv, which is a free service, and it's a great place to share your live recording sessions with your listeners. People can log in, they can chat, um, and they can watch you record your show. Um, I use Ustream Producer, which is free to use. It's a great way for you to just automatically set up streaming from your webcam right into ustream.tv. YouTube is not just a great place to watch videos. I I use YouTube to post occasional videos that will interest my listeners. I've also found that many of the hot internet songs can be found on video. Uh, they, They can be found long before you can see them pop up everywhere else. And lastly, there's a lot of great videos to watch and share with your listeners. It's just a great place for content. Any song that you want to hear, um, you can pretty much find it on YouTube. There's a lot of great geek songs and stuff like that. Uh, Facebook and Twitter. I'm only mentioning it to be complete. It should be a big durr for any podcaster. But you can de- never do enough social networking. You can post new shows to your status, and you need to get a fan page on Facebook if you haven't yet. Twitter is a great place. I have my phone, or I used to have my phone set to text updates to Twitter. Or actually, I do. Um, but this that the, the show notes are actually from back in the day, but you can get a Twitter um, app for most phones and update your status, and you can send pictures and things like that. Um, I also will Twitter weekly things that I want to mention on the show. And so I'll, I'll do it as a status, and then it, when I'm doing my show notes, I'll go back through my Twitter feed, and I've got highlights from things that I might want to mention on the show. Um, so I've been Twittering more and more uh, as, as time goes by. And I use it to update uh, people on uh, live shows and and things that I'm doing, special projects, and uh, even send them to great content. So Twitter and Facebook are great places to connect with your listeners. Freesound.com is a wonderful place to get uh, free sound effects. If you don't mind digging around a little bit, you can pretty much find just about anything you might ever hope you might need. And uh, Freesound.com is where I go. When I need some free sound effects, findsounds.com is another great place to find free sound effects. Um the Podsafe Music Network. You can find music for your show that you don't have to pay for as long as you give um credit to the artists. FileZilla is um what I use. It is the perfect free FTP client. I use it uh to upload media files every single week. So check it out. That's how I edit all of my stuff. FileZilla free for the PC. Firefox is the best browser in the world. It's got tabbed browsing. Of course, everybody does now. Plugins galore. This is the browser for podcasters and bloggers alike. There's tons of plugins. They were the first ones to really do it. Everybody else has followed suit. Firefox is great. Uh, I want to talk to you about X marks. I'm being just thorough here. So if you get bored, turn it off. Xmarks is a browser plugin for Firefox that will keep your bookmarks backed up online and even sync them between multiple browsers, including uh, Google uh, Google Chrome. I want to mention Podcast Pickle, the premier online podcasting community. I don't know how many listeners use it anymore, but it's definitely a hot spot of activity for networking with other podcasters. Okay, so get on Podcast Pickle, get on their forums, check them out, and that kind of thing. I'd mentioned free voicemail software earlier. You can use K Seven. You can go to the website and reserve your own number instantly. Uh, You call, hit enter, uh, or you hit star and your PIN, and you can customize your greeting. The service emails your listeners' calls as small WAV files that you can then add to your show. It's not the best, but it's free. K7, look it up on Google. And if I can, I'll link to it in the show notes. It's time for our podcast review. Today, I'm going to be uh, reviewing the It's Just Us podcast. Um, Before I do that, I want to mention, if you have any um, resources, podcasting resources that you use that I didn't mention, I'd love to hear them. Send me a podcast starter email at podcaststarter at gmail.com, and we'll, we'll mention it on the website and in the next show. It's Just Us cast. At www.itsjustuscast.com, I do recommend you check out this show. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a, it's a um, it is a, uh, a couples cast if you're into those, and they just talk about their life and stuff. So this is not a show that is that is trying to be professional. It's not a show that is uh, you know going after sponsorships. It is a what I would consider a hobby cast, um, and it's a lot of fun. So, um, I judge this based on that. I'm not going to hold it to the same standards that I would hold a comedy show or, or different things like this is just for fun. These are two folks that, that are just doing a great job. They just want to see if there's anything they can do better. And so I'm going to help you with that. I reviewed specifically episode number 38. And so I'm going to just go through my notes here and, um, you know, again, critical, but, uh, constructive. Here we go. I would, if I were you, I would kill the soft opening. Basically, that there is, uh, you do have a great intro. You had a strong opening right after that intro. Um, you've got great segment intros, but before all of that, there was just a a false start. What I would call a soft opening, where there was just some um, vocals about somebody walking in the room and this, that, and the other. It threw me off. And as a first time list, not a first time listener, but a uh, a listener, I would. Uh, I would think the show was supposed to have started. I would have thought that that was a mistake, an accident. It didn't come off. Not even, I mean, though I said you don't have to be professional, I would still suggest that you kill anything that is not a great, strong intro. I would, Unless it's a short clip, like, uh, blah, 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 you know, or some listener calls in and says, hey, this is Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Uh, coming to you live and you're listening to It's Just uscast.com. And then, boom, you jump right into your intro. Uh, so, again, I do want to reiterate, strong intro. Great intro. I recognize that voice. My buddy, John Steinklober, uh, jsteinklober.com for great voiceover work. He he does good stuff. He's my co-host. He's a longtime friend. Check him out. Um, I want to mention Flow. Uh, I've talked about flow in past podcasts where one thing leads to another that is logical. Uh, but you guys, uh, jumped right into your feedback right at the beginning of the show. Feedback usually typically comes at the end of the show and I can understand you guys wanting to bring it to the front. Um, I just don't think it flowed if that's a word. It didn't flow very well, right from introducing yourself into jumping into feedback, um, it seemed like you and, and the guys that you were reading from were podcasting for each other, not necessarily for me. And uh, I'm I'm not in that inner circle as a listener. And so I want you to talk to me first. You know what I'm saying? So maybe put it in the middle. Maybe put it after your weekly updates, you know. Get those updates at the beginning. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Get me warmed up to you guys and then start sharing some of the other stuff. Because I liked your segments. I liked a lot of your content. It's just starting with feedback was a little harsh as far as flow goes. Um, you both sound like you're talking quietly. All right? Uh, like, like you've got great sound. I mean, it's, it's loud enough. I didn't have to turn anything up. There wasn't a lot of background noise. Um, you've got great mic technique. I would just say turn down the mic a little bit and talk to one another. Uh my wife has done this in the past and I had to teach her mic technique. We'll get a microphone in front of our face and we'll talk to the microphone in a couple's cast. And the microphone is 3 inches away and so you know we're we're talking to each other like this like we have to be quiet and you can hear me just fine. But you hear how my my voice sounds breathy, and and you can tell I'm, I'm talking quietly, even though you can still hear everything I'm saying. And that's a little bit about what's going on. What you do to solve that is you don't talk directly in your microphone. You put it a little to the side. And you talk the full five feet between you and your wife's head and you talk to them. And that way you get what you really sound like when you're out and about, when you're at a meeting or when you're talking to somebody in real life, you talk to them instead of the microphone. The microphone is an accident. It is just there to pick up your natural sounding voice. But if I talk to my microphone, I'm going to be quiet. And if this is what you're going for, fine. But it sounded like you guys were trying to be quiet. Maybe there's a baby in the next room. I don't know. But uh, if you if you f- turn down your mic a little bit so it's not as hot, um, a lot of times you can turn down your headphones and it'll force you to talk a little louder because you want to hear yourself. Um, but talk to one another, not the mic. And I say this for almost every show that I review. Remember you're talking to people that don't know you and that you don't know. Remember to describe the things they would want to know. And the way you do that is pretend that there's a third person in the room and they don't know you. And that way you'll remember to go back and qualify things and mention things. Um you won't you won't want to pull in every little thing that happens in the room or when somebody walks by. And if you mention your son, you'll you'll tell them that. Oh, Jimmy, my boy, my two year old, just walked by the door and he wasn't wearing any underpants. There we go. See, that's hilarious. But when I say, Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy isn't that something? And then you move on. I I'm lost. I don't know who Jimmy was. I don't know what he was doing. I don't know that he was walking by half naked. Okay. And I want to know that. Um, I'd also suggest watching out for the, uh, homes and the constant feedback. Okay. Let me, let me qualify that when you're talking to each other the natural thing to do, and I've caught myself doing this. And since I've, I've listened to your show, I've had to check myself is when you're listening to somebody and you're a good co-host, what you want to do is give feedback and you want to help them. And and so they'll be like, I was going to the store the other day. Mm -hmm. And um, I saw this alien Mm -hmm. and he, he jacked my car up. He spray painted it. Huh? And then he danced the moringa right outside of the carburetor. Really? Okay. And you want to help them and you're pulling the story out of them, but let them talk. Let them say what they want to say, and please know when I'm talking about all this, I'm I'm like uh, Doctor Laura. I'm not just talking to your situation; I'm talking to anybody that's doing this. So don't take all this to heart. Um, so uh, just just do that for me. Watch out for the constant feedback between every sentence. Let that person communicate. Let them talk, even if they pause a little bit. It's okay. And then if there is something that warrants feedback, mention it. Say it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, blah blah blah. He danced the meringo on my on my hood of my car. And you know what? I didn't care. Really? Yes, absolutely. It was the worst thing ever and then Buzz Lightyear showed up. He kissed me on the face. He slapped my dog. It was terrible. That sounds terrible. See, that's a lot more natural. It's the way a conversation goes. All right? Uh I would say pull back from the mic when you're being loud or when you're laughing. I love you guys' laughs. That's what Couples Cast are all about, is enjoying the relationship that you share and the jokes and the humor. But, uh, you know, pull back from that microphone. If you've ever been at church or seen somebody sing the Star Spangled Banner, they will pull that microphone away when they're being loud. And then they'll bring it back in when they're being quiet again. And you can do the same thing. I mean, if I got a cough, I'm not going to cough in the microphone. And if I need to laugh, I'm going to lean back... (laughs) And then I'm going to come back in. All right. Uh, you had a very strong ending. I loved it. No critical feedback whatsoever. And I uh, just want to mention thanks for the promo play. appreciated that at the end. He, mentioned, he, uh, he played the Brokia.com podcast promo. Uh, as far as your website, you have good content. You've got a great layout. I would suggest you get a logo. You have a logo. It's just text. That's a great start. But I would love to see images of yourself, the two of you, uh, maybe drawn, maybe cartoonized. Even if you go and create a, uh, icons or one of these uh, me generators or something, you know, these icon generators, some sort of representation of the two of you so that I can see who you are and connect with you before I even listen to your show. I would also use it in the, not only the header of your podcast, but also as your show art. And then are you guys afraid of color? Everything's brown. And Brown does not represent you guys. You guys are vibrant. You're lovely. You, you care about each other. Um, Brown, mm, I don't know. I like Brown. I don't like it on your website. Uh, you guys have uh, great show notes. I love your content as far as each show. Uh, I would suggest um, that, oh, you guys link to Twitter, Facebook, and emails. That's the one thing I would say is at the bottom of all of your show notes, I would add li- you know. Oh, here's what I, I, it was kind of cryptic. You guys mentioned follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, and email us. But none of those things are linked. They're not hot linked. So if you you put your email, I would link it to your contact page or to your email. Um, Facebook, take and select that word, add it as a link to Facebook. Because when I'm reading that in your show notes, chances are I'm going to click it right there. But if I have to do it myself, I'm probably not. Cause I'm a lazy person and I represent the whole internet. All right. So I hope that was good feedback, not just for, um, it's just us cast at it's just us cast.com, but, uh, also the entire podcast community. Let me get to a little bit of your emails. Hey, I want to start a podcast centered around my college football team. The driving reason for this is the lack of content surrounding Temple University's football team. Yeah. I've been really upset about that too. I wrote notes, and I went to my closet to record a demo. I couldn't do it. I felt self-conscious about my voice. Is this normal to feel weird about your own voice? I'll try doing a demo again in my car on the way to work. I know there will be background noise, but driving will give me ultimate privacy. This comes to us from Kevin McCann. McCann. And uh, I will say that, yes, listening to your own voice can be very intimidating, um especially if you're a critical person you are going to assume that all your listeners are criticizing your voice the way you criticize yourself and that is not the case and uh it's like a uh, I'll just say that would you really okay you've got these listeners that you think of that are hating on everything you do do you really want listeners that way it was like a stand-up comedian that I heard about that talks about the way our moms when we were kids cleaned the house when friends were coming over and when visitors were coming over, they would clean things that nobody was even going to see. I want you to go up in the attic and, and comb the fibers of the insulation down, you know? Uh, and, and his question was simply this, would, would you really want visitors that would be that picky? You know, we found dirt in your vacuum cleaner bag. You're filthy. You know, would you really want listeners to your podcast that are that picky? No. So it's better that they go ahead and get offended anyway. That's one way to think about it. But the truth is your listeners, you need to go ahead and assume they are on your side. They don't mind your voice and they will talk to you. You've heard me or they will listen to you. You've even heard me talk about one of my favorite podcasts. The Retroist can't really get down with dude's voice, but I love his content. I love his show and I ignore that he's a little bit monotone because I love his content and his show. So don't trip about your voice. If you've got something people want to listen to, they will listen to it. And if they hate you, they're going to hate you anyway. Who cares? They'll never even talk to you. They'll just come and listen and disappear. And that's the beauty of podcasting. It's all gravy. Every now and then you'll get some butthead that wants to get offended about something you said. But who cares? Just don't email those people back. It does take a while to get used to your own voice. Um, if you go back and listen to some of my first episodes in L or podcast. dot com, go all the way back to the beginning or even geek loves nerd. Uh, uh, I don't even know where that's linked at anymore. I guess you can go to explicit com, subscribe and then go back in the feed to some of the old podcasts. You'll hear that my voice was completely different than it is now. I've, I've got three plus years of practice with it. Now I've learned how to communicate a little better on a microphone. Um, And that stuff comes with practice. So uh, it does take a while to get used to the sound of your voice. And there is a very scientific reason behind that. You hear yourself differently than other people hear you. That's why when people hear recordings of their voice, I hate my voice. No, you really don't. You don't know your voice is the truth. You hear yourself inside your head. That's how you hear yourself. You don't really hear yourself through your own ears. I mean, there is a little bit of that. But you hear yourself primarily through your own head. And so when you hear your voice without that, it does sound weird and you hate it because it's not familiar. Nobody else hates it because that's what they're used to hearing your voice sound like. So when you record yourself, it just takes time to get used to that that that's your voice and it's okay. And the only way you can get used to that is by recording, recording, recording and listening, 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 perfecting your mic ne- technique, getting on that microphone, and just practicing, okay? Hope that helps, Kevin. If you have any questions, um, you can email me at podcaststarter at gmail. I'm sorry, at nlcast.com. You can call them in 2095 NLCast. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook. twitter.com slash NLCast, Facebook.com slash NLCast. I'd love to hear your suggestions, the things that you need us to talk about here on Podcast Starter. Next week's episode is going to be called Solocast or Co-host. Your feedback and tips are welcome if you have any thoughts on solo casting versus podcasting with a co-host. till next time, I hope your podcasts are polished, great, and awesome. And if you'd like a review, email me. Uh, God bless, and we'll see you next week right here on Podcast Starter.